0: God is in control. As always, our attribution goes to Through the Bible with Dr. J. Vernon McGee. So if you've ever wanted to try to read the Bible every day, we hope you can join us. We're regular people just like you, trying to learn more about God and walk in step with His Holy Spirit. So if you have your Bible, feel free to read along, and if not, no problem. We'll put it all together for you. So let's get started. Today, we are in Ezekiel. We're taking back up where we left off. We are now in chapter 31 and going into thirty-two, and uh, if you remember last time, there was a whole bunch of judgments on uh, other kingdoms, um, and lamenting for we are sort of in a lament for the for the kingdom now of Egypt. Egypt probably, you know, you could argue the the first great civilization of the world. This is the, sort of the breadbasket of the world, where you know other nations had to re, you know uh rely on the rainy seasons and the rains to um to uh supply rain so that they could grow crops egypt didn't even have to rely on that it, it had this nile river valley and every year the nile would over you know flow its um uh banks and and bring all these nutrients to the soil and moisture to the soil and um so they had their own uh uh, just it was a powerful country, just you know powerful army. they made a lot of uh, things they had a lot of education there um, and we, even we see it today with the the pyramids and just the, the marvelous feats of engineering that these people had. so this great king Pharaoh um, had a lot of pride, and it 's like Ezekiel has been you know going through um, these um, judgment, uh visions on all these other powers. Now here we are uh, to Pharaoh. And we have to ask almost a question. How much pride do, do you have? How much pride do I have? Because we're talking about nations and their pride, but but I think it's a um a really powerful example of how God views pride in each one of us. And um we have to think about what we have pride in. Do we have pride in our workplace, pride in our education, pride in, in our looks or our beauty, pride in our, our youth, pride in, in uh, whatever project we want to be identified with? Today, we live in a world, uh, in a society where everybody has uh, an, a strong identification with things. You know, it's, it's a very, um, you could argue it's a very narcissistic generation because everybody's got a Facebook page or a blog or a website or um, everybody's um, got a Twitter feed or, uh, you know, there's just never before been so many ways to create. Something that represents yourself, and we've got so much technology. Everybody can make movies of themselves or selfies, or we've got so many things uh, for ourselves. But but also, um, just society tends to put a premium on your advancement, your education, your social standing, and um, God says, you know, if you put all of that emphasis. On yourself, you're not putting any emphasis on me, and you've got to put me first. You've got to put your trust in me first, and that was Israel's problem. Israel trusted in itself and its own ability to think. That's why they're in captivity. You got to remember, Ezekiel is giving this prophecy to the um, to the nation or the 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 people. of the nation of Israel who had been taken captive. And these guys are now in Babylon, in captivity, and in the Chebar Valley. And so he's giving them these visions of what God's doing to all these other surrounding nations around Israel. And he's been saying, is, you know, Jerusalem itself is going to fall, and he and he's given a vision of this fall. And so, that's kind of putting it into context. Now, he's throwing it right back to probably the most powerful person at the time. This is Pharaoh, king of Egypt. So, we'll start reading verse 1, chapter 31 in the 11th year, the third month on the first day of the month. So, now, probably they've been in captivity 11 years. Three months, first day, um... The word of the Lord. This is not him talking. He's very specific. The word of the Lord came to me, son of man, say to Pharaoh, king of Egypt. Now he's saying, now talk to Egypt about Egypt, to Pharaoh himself and all his multitude of, you know, followers and peoples. Whom are you like in your greatness? You know, who do you think who do you think you're as great as? It's a, maybe a rhetorical question. But he says, Behold, Assyria was a cedar in Lebanon, with beautiful branches and a forest shade, and of towering height, height, its top among the clouds. So it's uh, it's sort of saying, who do you think you're like? You're sort of like, look at Assyria. This is another uh, great power. You know, the Assyrians came in and took over the northern kingdom of Israel. So we're looking at that. And then we'll drop down to verse 10. Uh, Thus says the Lord God, because it was towered high and set its top among the clouds, and its heart was proud of its height, I will give it into the hands of a mighty one of the nations. He shall surely deal with it as its wickedness deserves. I have cast it out. Okay, so what's he saying? So the Assyrians, they thought they were so great. Um, And it was like a tree that was so tall. It was so proud of its heights. He says, I'll give it to the mighty one of the nations. And he's sort of talking about Babylon now because Babylon's going to invade Assyria. He shall surely deal with its wickedness, deserves As its wickedness deserves, I have cast it out. Foreigners, the most ruthless of nations, have cut it down and left it. Okay? So, in other words, this country was sort of like this tree that grew real, real big. But just like any other tree, it's going to fall. All trees fall. All nations fall. There's never been a nation throughout history that's remained at the top of the heap. Every nation from the Assyrians to the Babylonians to, you know, now he's talking to the Egyptians, but throughout history, the Egyptians, the Romans, you know, the Greeks, you know, all of these great kingdoms all fell. So... He's saying, foreigners, the most ruthless of nations have cut it down. So now verse 15, thus says the Lord, on the day, on the day, the cedar went down to Sheol. In other words, this tree, this kingdom goes to the grave. It's, gonna, it's going to its grave. I caused mourning. I closed the deep over it and restrained its rivers. And many waters were stopped. I clothed. Lebanon in gloom for it, and all the trees of the field fainted because of it. I made the nations quake at the sound of its fall when I cast it down to Sheol with those who go down to the pit. Okay? So this cedar... Now, um my study Bible says, and McGee says, this cedar is talking about the cedar of Egypt. Okay? Because earlier he says you meaning Egypt, are like this cedar in Lebanon. So you are like this cedar also. So when this cedar falls, there was great mourning around all the nations of the world. The nations quake at the sound of its fall when I cast it down to Sheol with all those who go down to the pit and all the trees of Eden, the choice and the best of Lebanon, all that drink water were comforted in the world below. They also went down to Sheol with it, to those who are slain by the sword. So what does all that mean? That means there was a day of great mourning when Egypt goes down to Sheol, when they see Pharaoh down there. And the nations quake at the fall. They couldn't believe it. it. It shook when this great nation fell. And all the choices, the best of Lebanon, were down there. So again, Sheol is this place where these lost souls go, these... um. The souls of the lost, the people who have rejected God, they go. Now, McGee points out that this place is different than hell. This is a place of, uh, you know, final judgment. But this place right now is where the dead go before this judgment. This is uh, a reference to this pit. Um, this just is the place of the dead. And um, my Bible study just notes that pride precedes the fall here. And the most mighty are there. And uh, so when they see Pharaoh come there, they're, they may find some comfort knowing that Pharaoh's down there with them. But um, this is a really somber picture that there's this place and no matter who you think you are, there, as McGee says, death is, uh, provides a very great democracy that, the the rich and the poor, the black and the white, the young and the old, um, the people who have rejected God, who don't have God, are down there together in this place um, of the dead. Man has this commonality about him in that he's mortal, in that he's just made of dust. And um, it really shows how very similar people are, even in a world that looks uh, only to the differences that people have. But this great commonality, this great finality occurs in death. And if you're around death, if you see people struggling to live, there's a very commonality about it. Everybody goes down the, the single road. I've heard it said, we all have to walk down the same road. But it is a very final thing, very sobering thing. And there's no place for anything of man's agenda, man's thought, or man's glory. It is all this commonality in death. Verse 18, Whom are you thus like in glory and in greatness among the trees of Eden? You shall be brought down... With the trees of Eden to the world below, you shall lie among the uncircumcised with those who are slain by the sword. It's kind of a rhetorical question as I read verse 18. Whom are you thus like in glory? So there's no glory down there. He's saying, who do you think you're like? You know, in glory and greatness now? Do you think you're so great? Do you think you have so much glory glory? Here you are. You're down there with everybody else in the world below. And you're lying among the people who are uncircumcised, who are just slain by the sword. You're lying among the most common of the common. The great and the ungreat are all down there together. Who do you think you're like? Do you look around? Do you see anybody that do you see anybody that you think is great? You see any glory around you? I mean, these are rhetorical questions, but they're very cold questions. What a cold somber welcome that is. When some prideful person or some prideful, you know, nation, a prideful person dies and they realize there's nobody glorious anymore except the Lord Jesus. And you just realize you've got nothing in common with the Lord Jesus. And you realize that all your glory and all your self-righteousness and your pride comes to nothing. And this is Pharaoh and all his multitude declares the Lord God. And we don't get a, a better picture into that. We don't get anything more than that. It's just a cold reference and that's the way God wants us to have it. It's the way He gives it to us. That's all. We don't get the. We don't get the. We don't apparently give Pharaoh the honor of knowing how he feels and what he had to say or anything like. We don't get anything like that. He's there, and we don't even get to see his the, his uh, his take on it or his point of view. There's nothing. The only thing you get is this rhetorical question is, do you see anybody that looks good now? Do you see anybody that looks great? Very cold welcome there. Chapter 32, in the 12th year, in the 12th month, on the first day of the month, the word of the Lord came to me. So Ezekiel, again, being very precise, been there 12 years now, Raise a lamentation over Pharaoh, king of Egypt. Say to him, you consider yourself a lion of the nations, but you are like a dragon in the seas. You burst forth in your rivers. Trouble the waters with your feet and foul their rivers. Thus says the Lord, I will throw a net over you with a host of many peoples. They will haul you up in my dragnet. And we'll skip down to verse uh, 11. For the for thus says the Lord God, the sword of the king of Babylon, shall come upon you. And down to verse 18. Son of man, wail over the multitude of Egypt and send them down, her and her daughters of majestic nations, to the world below, to those who have gone to the pit. Whom do you surpass in beauty? Go down and be laid to rest with the uncircumcised. So this is, this is Ezekiel's lamenting. For, uh, over Pharaoh and over Egypt, they're just lamenting over this now. You think you're the beautiful person, the powerful person? Go down. Go down to the world below. There's So this is sort of a reference to this underworld. This is a reference to that there's this place where people are. We don't know much about this world, but it is there. Verse 22, Assyria is there, and all her company, its graves all around it, and all of them slain, fallen by the sword, whose graves are set in the uttermost parts of the pit. This mighty nation there. Elam is all there. Now, Now, Ezekiel is naming a bunch of these nations. Elam is there, and all her multitude around her grave, all of them slain, fallen by the sword, who went down, uncircumcised into the world below. Meshup, Tubal is there and all her multitude and her graves around it. This Meship Tubal um, I had to look around for for that. Um Meship is sort of European uh reference and this Tubal is sort of this um I believe, Turkey in this area here, Asia Minor uh, area. So, these are kingdoms. And then 29, Edom, that's a smaller kingdom next to Israel. And all her kings with her princes there, who for all their might are laid with those who are killed by the sword. Verse 30, the princes of the north are, are there, all of them and all of the Sidians who have gone down in shame with the slain. Okay, so when Pharaoh goes down there, verse 31, When Pharaoh sees them, he will be comforted for all his multitude. Pharaoh and his army slain by the sword, declares the Lord. Now this is sort of a, you can sort of say this is a, um, a very cold way of saying it, but it's it's almost like facetious or, or like ironic. It's not, it's uh, maybe uh, sarcastic. That's the word I'm looking for. When Pharaoh sees them, he gets comforted by them. You know, what kind of comfort are you going to get, Pharaoh? The dead people who are there. That's your comfort, Pharaoh. Anybody who's going down to this world below... What comfort do they get? They're going to see all these great people that they thought were very great, and they're not very great. And that's your company. All these multitudes of all these nations of all these people, that's your comfort. In other words, no comfort. Because all these people can't give you anything. They thought they were great, and they're nothing. They're nothing. Just like you're nothing. Verse 32. For I spread terror in the land of the living. And he shall be laid to rest among the uncircumcised. With those who are slain by the sword. Pharaoh and all his multitude. In other words, all his greatness amounts to just nothing. Being you're just going to be laid down there with all the other people. Slain by the sword, rejected God, the uncircumcised, the people who, who um, rejected God's ways, that's your comfort. Just a whole lot of nothing. So, a very sobering look at, at the way God um, gives us this little glimpse. Into the underworld, into the world of Sheol, into the world where these souls are. And that's where you go. Without the presence of God, there's just no comfort. There's no life. Very democratic. So um very powerful uh study today. It makes you it makes you just sort of take a, a pause and just think. Be so thankful that we have the gospel message, that we have Jesus Christ, that we can call on his name and share in his death and his resurrection. He makes our salvation so personal to us with him, as opposed to this very impersonal um, state where we reject God. We do very democratic in death. So for me to all of you, God bless you. Keep your heart centered on Christ in this very, very important study that we're getting in Ezekiel. We're getting some, some windows into God's, um, um, God's way, God's judgment that many of the books in scripture haven't given us. So for me to all of you, God bless you. Keep your heart centered on Christ I'll see you next time. Now I'll turn the rest of the podcast over to my co-host in Zambia, Matali. Mitali, hope you had a good weekend and look forward to hearing from you this morning. Take care and God bless.
1: Hello. So today's teaching is coming from Ezekiel chapter 31, beginning at verse 1, all the way to verse 32, from verse 1 to verse 32. So, in this section of um, the book of Ezekiel. Uh, it talks about the judgment of the nations, and these chapters continue dealing with the nation Egypt. So this started from chapter twenty nine, when uh, we started dealing with the judgment of the nations, and uh, now we are dealing, and that was you know Edom, Ammon, and um, you know Tyre uh, and Sidon. So now we are dealing with the nation Egypt in this particular section. So. this the way this section is divided from uh, verses 1 to 9 of chapter 31 um, we have the greatness and the glory of Pharaoh in Egypt and from verses 10 to verse 14 of chapter 31 we have the fall of Egypt and um, you know the parable is the parable of the tree so Pharaoh is likened to a tree and it's the fall of the tree and so verse 15 we have um the lamentation over the fall of the tree and the tree is egypt you know egypt and its people so that's pharaoh and the people of egypt and you know the crisis that comes to the world so you know basically if like we have a superpower right now like we have um you know great nations right now that's our you know mostly like, um, you know, dictate sanctions and, you know, mostly are controlling different economies and all. So, you know, if you imagine the fall of a great nation, how many other smaller nations were dependent on that particular nation? So, you know, um, the exa- like the example that Dr. J.V. McGee gave about uh, the United States of America, you know, it's a great nation. And there's so many people that depend on that nation, you know, economically and, you um, you know, politically, you know, in so many sectors. And imagine if that nation actually fell today. And this is what happened to the nation Egypt when it fell. You know, there was crisis that came to the world because this was the breadbasket of the world in the ancient civilization. um, So many nations depended on it. So many nations went to it for help when, you know, they were under siege or attack. You know, you have all these Edom, Ammon, uh, Tyre, Israel, they all ran to the nation um, Egypt for help when, you know, you have uh, Nebuchadnezzar, the king of Babylon, who was attacking other nations. So there was crisis amongst the nations of the world. So it had this and, uh, and Egypt is to be judged on the, you know, on the light that they had, which they were actually given. So they had the light. They knew about the gospel and um, they rejected Christ. They rebelled against, um, sorry, they rejected God and they rebelled against God. so I'll begin reading scripture from verses 1 it reads now it came to pass in the 11th year in the third month on the first day of the month that the word of the Lord came to me saying son of man say to Pharaoh king of Egypt and his multitude whom are like whom are you like in your greatness so here you know God actually recognized the greatness of Egypt over you know uh, over a lot of years, over, you know, decades and decades. Uh, so Egypt had dominated the world in the ancient civilization. If we go back to, um, you know, the dawn of history, if you read our history books and all, Egypt had actually um, dominated. Um, it was a superpower. It was a great power. Uh, it had dominated the world, and they didn't depend on rainfall. They actually depended on the overflowing of the Nile. You know, the Nile had, um, you know, was the, the soil around, along the Nile River was rich and um you know a lot of activity and agriculture took place there and egypt was more of the bread basket and this is a nation that um you know doesn't experience much rainfall so verse three goes on to read of chapter 31 indeed assyria was a cedar in lebanon with fine branches that shed- shaded the forest and a high stature and its tops was among the thick boughs. so here you know assyria in the north you know, was likened to a cedar tree. So, um, and, you know, the saying stands true. One tree won't make a forest. You know, lots of trees make a forest, not just one tree. So here, Assyria was actually likened to a cedar tree. So Assyria stood way above the other trees, you know, when Assyria was in its glory heightened days and God brought it down because, you know, Assyria was proud, a proud nation and all, you know, they were winning in the art of warfare and all, and they were great and, um, here Egypt and Pharaoh is likened to a tree as well, so he 's a great tree with dominance, and its people have been great um and now they will be brought low, and it will become a base kingdom, you know, like in the previous um chapter that we had read, Egypt was brought lowly, it was now a base kingdom, so that was in um chapter twenty nine verse 12 and verse 15 it reads it reads i will make the land of egypt desolate in the midst of the countries that is desolate and among the cities that are laid waste her cities shall be desolate 40 years and i will scatter the egyptians among the nations and disperse them throughout the countries it shall be the lowliest kingdom it shall never again exalt itself above the nations for i will diminish them so they will not rule over the nations anymore so gro- god was going to bring it down so it was like Um, They're comparing it like Assyria was once like a cedar tree that's standing out above every other tree. But now they were brought low. And this is what God was also going to do with the nation Israel. Oh, sorry, with the nation Egypt. Um, You know, it was like a great tree and um, it was going to be brought low. Um, It was going to be made a a base kingdom. So now uh, dropping down to verse 10 of chapter 31, it reads, Therefore, thus says the Lord God, because you have increased in height and it sets... It's top among the thick bows and its heart has lifted up in its height. So, you know, here, Pharaoh, um, you know, Pharaoh lifted himself up with pride. Pharaoh, you know, he him being a human being, you know, he was full of pride and he lifted himself up with pride because pride is in the human heart and, um, you know, it, it, it actually, this is what actually like... Um, you know, cause this particular nation to actually fall because of the pride that they actually had. They thought, you know, they were bigger than God. But, um, you know, God created them. Pharaoh was just a human being. And, you know, because the thing is, they were dominating other nations and all. So they became very proudful and they rebelled against God. And, you know, they had the light and um, with light comes responsibility so they knew the god they knew about god they knew about scripture and they decided to just rebel against god and with light comes responsibility so verse 11 goes on to read therefore i will deliver it into the hands of the mighty one of the nations and he shall surely deal with it i have driven it out for its wickedness so here the mighty one that's being talked about is not satan Satan, you know, had these kingdoms like for many, many years. He had Egypt already. You know, they were idol worshipping and all. Oh, so Satan was controlling it. So God says, you know, this is what God is saying. So the mighty one here, the mighty one of the nations now is Nebuchadnezzar. And Daniel had actually said, um, you know, to Nebuchadnezzar, You are the head of gold. And here this is the mighty one that's being talked about, like, you know, Egypt will be brought down by um, you know, the mighty one. Um, verse twelve goes on to read, and aliens and And aliens, the most terrible of the nations, have cut it down and left it. Its branches have fallen on the mountains and in all the valleys. Its bows lie broken by all the rivers of the land. And all the peoples of the earth have gone from under its shadow and left it. So here, Egypt is to be taken and it was brought down and this shocked the world because they never thought you know a mighty nation like egypt will be brought down can be brought down and it was brought down and today egypt has never risen to how it was you know uh, based on um you know the 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 Um, the history books that we read about, um, Egypt has been brought down to just a base kingdom. So dropping down to verse 15, it reads, Thus says the Lord God, In the day when it went down to hell, I caused mourning, I covered the deep because of it, I restrained its rivers, and the great waters were held back. I caused Lebanon to mourn for it, and all the trees of the field wilted because of it. So here, you know, we have now, Um, come to, um, a lamentation over the fall of Egypt. So, you know, the demarcation is, um, you know, thus says the Lord God. So this is the demarcation between like, um, different sections. So this is a lamentation, um, over the fall of Egypt. So Pharaoh goes down to defeat and he is actually killed and he goes to Sheol. So here it says, um, thus says the Lord God, the day when it went down to hell hell Chio. so um in the new testament it's called hades so it's it's and, and the lord jesus christ had actually mentioned that you know it's a place of torment so um here pharaoh goes down he is killed and he goes down to hell so it's not the grave it's not like the physical uh pit so you know the body goes to the physical pit um it goes back to dust um you know from dust we were made to dust we shall belong or to dust we shall go back so um you know here it me it's it's you know it depends on the context of what shio or hell or uh, um, the grave means. It depends on the context in which it's actually used. So in this particular context, so shio here means shio or hell here means the unseen world. So the unknown region abound. Um, it's, 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 sorry, it's an abode of the dead. So it's not where the physical body actually goes because the physical body goes to the pits back to the soil back to the dust so um, and it's it, what is being talked about here is where the spirit actually goes so um, Solomon we have in Solomon in Ecclesiastes 12 verse 7 reads um, then the dust will return to the earth as it was and the spirit will return to god who gave it so here the spirit doesn't the spirit is taken the spirit goes to to a place um and not to you know like when you die that's it no um our bodies were dust and you know if dust sticks together you know to itself it becomes mud and you know this is what our bodies are so from dust we were created to dust we shall return so the spirit of the lost soul goes to Sheol, so um to, to, to Sheol, hell or hades you know, a place of torment. And, you know, this is a picture of Pharaoh going into Sheol, um, not his body. His body was just buried and yeah, it went into a pit. So here I'll read that verse 15 again. It says, thus says the Lord in the days when it went down to hell, Sheol, I caused mourning. Um, So, you know, the whole world mourned and they were in shock. I covered the deep because of it i restrained its rivers and the great waters were held back i caused lebanon to mourn for it and all the trees of the field wilted because of it so here um you know here we have a picture of pharaoh going into sheo and when pharaoh died the entire world mourned so lebanon which was the great nation of phoenicia mourned when egypt went down as you know the you know Their economies, uh, their countries that depended on it, like the example that I gave that was given by Dr. Jv McGee, their economies depended on this particular superpower. It's like a superpower goes down today. You know, we used to have all these superpowers like, you know, Russia, you know, when they were, um, you know, like in the heightened years of like the Soviet Union and um, they had all these, they controlled all these nations. And then, you know, when that particular philosophy was actually it tanked you know other nations are the ones that suffered so this is what happened you know um there was great shock and um you know a lot of other economies actually uh, depended on it trusted on it and they mourned um they mourned for it so verse 16 goes on to read i made the nations shake at the sound of its fall when i cast it down to hell Sheol, together with those who descended into the pit so you know the pit is the grave Where the physical body goes and Sheol is um, the place where uh, the spiritual body goes so Sheol is a place where the 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 spirit of the lost goes those the unsaved so um, here the tree is cut down and the pit is the grave where Pharaoh's body goes and Pharaoh goes down into Sheol because you know he was an unsaved Um, his spirit goes down into Sheol because he was an unsaved um, uh, soul spirit Okay, so verse 18 goes on to read. That's where we drop down to. Um, to which the trees of Eden will you then be likened in glory and greatness. Yet you shall be brought down with the trees of Eden to the depths of the earth. You shall lie in the midst of the uncircumcised with those slain by the sword. This is Pharaoh and all his multitudes says the Lord God. So here. All right. So, um. You know, Pharaoh, when he died, what he discovers is, um, you know, that there is democracy in death. You know, when he gets down to Sheol, he discovers, you know, that the other slain rulers uh, were in Sheol, too. So um, there is democracy in Christ and there is, um, you know, there will be an integration. And, you know, the integration between the rich, the poor, the white, the black, male, female, um, all these, they will be integrated and they are all brought to the same playing field. The same, sorry, the same level. Um, there is nothing like, Oh, Hey, I lived my life on earth, you know, as royalty, as a King. No, death is death. We're all just brought to the same level playing field. So God, um, and, and, and this is what death does. So all are brought to the same level playing field. And so, and God won't take, um, you know, he won't take you to heaven when you're in rebellion against him. And these people were unsaved people. And, you know they, they're not going to heaven. They're going to wait for you know judgment day. Uh, first, they're going to Sheol, so they're waiting for the second coming of God. Of uh, and then He comes to judge. So they're right now they're in Sheol, and uh, Christ has actually meant, mentioned in the New Testament it's Hades, you know, a place of torment, not in the eternal pit, fire uh, burning. No, um, it's 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 Sheol where um, there is great torment. So now moving on to chapter thirty two. Um, here we have the lamentation of the fall of Egypt. It continues on and, um, verse one goes on to read and it came to pass in the 12th year of the 12th month on the first day of the month that the word of the Lord came to me saying, son of man, take up a lamentation to Pharaoh, king of Egypt and say to him, you are like a young lion among the nations and you are like a monster in the seas.' So that's the crocodile was the monster of the sea and, um, that's the Nile and, um, Pharaoh was actually likened to it. Uh, scripture goes on to read bursting forth in your rivers troubling the waters with your feet and fouling their rivers so here um we have you know the ecology of pharaoh uh you know it was muddy in the river so he was fouling the rivers like polluting the rivers and um you know this is from uh, god's judgment this was what was going to actually happen so if you go there right now um like the river nile it's like filthy it's you know, uh, it's 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 not in its glory days like it was so um now you know pharaoh has been put aside so verse 13 goes oh sorry verse 3 of chapter 32 goes on to read that says the lord god i will therefore spread my net over you with a company of many people and they will draw you up in my net so here you know God says, you know, just as you put out the net in the Nile to get fish, now, you know, God is going to fish all these peoples. You know, that's what God's going to do. He's going to catch the monster um, of the Nile. That's the croc. So that's the judgment of God. And, you know, and um, th- th- this is Pharaoh and his people and the Egyptians. And um, they are to be judged. So he will be um, moved to a place where he. Um, actually didn't live in a palace you know when he dies to Sheol, so he will be on the same plane with his people um with everyone else there's nothing like um you know i was pharaoh i was like the leader of a great world a great nation so death levels out humanity and you know that's the that's the thing about death you know it doesn't matter how you live your life here on earth today whether you live like a king and drink from gold cups studded with diamonds Death levels everyone out. We all go, you know, from dust we came to dust we shall be buried, and our spirit goes somewhere in, you know, in anticipation for the judgment of God. Right? Okay, so verse 11 of chapter 32 goes on to read, um, For thus says the Lord God, the sword of the king of Babylon shall come upon you. So here, you know, this is the last time Ezekiel actually covers this, you know, that you know, judgment is coming upon the nation, um, Egypt. So now I'll drop down to verse 18 and verse 18 reads, Son of man, wail over the multitude of Egypt and cast them down to the depths of the earth, her and the daughters of the famous nations, with those who go down to the pit. Verse 19, whom do you surpass in beauty? Go down, be placed with the uncircumcised." So here, you know, Pharaoh will find out that the other rulers are actually in Sheol. You know, there are other great rulers. And that's the thing about death. You know, uh, it levels out everyone. It doesn't matter whether you are a great ruler. You know, all these rulers like Assyria, um, the leader of Assyria, you know, they all are going down in um, to Sheol because these are all unsaved um, spirits, souls. Right? So now moving on, verse 22. Assyria is there and all her company with the graves all around her. All, Yeah, with the graves, sorry. With the graves all around her. And all of them slain fallen by the sword so here Assyria is also in Sheol and verse 24 Elam is also in Syria so it's it's also in Sheol sorry there is Elam and all her multitudes all around her grave all the of them slain fallen by the sword who have gone down and circumcised to the lower parts of the earth who caused their terror in the land of the living now they bear their, their shame with those who go down to the pit so, you know, these different nations are there. So the the body is put in the pit, in the grave, but they have gone somewhere to Sheol. You know, um, they are known. And um, the Lord calls Sheol the place of torment in the New Testament. It's called Hades. And that's where the unsaved spirit actually goes. And the saved spirit goes to um, Abraham's bosom. You know, uh, as scripture actually states, uh, if we look at the parable of um the rich man and Lazarus. Um, when, you know, the rich man here lived, like, with so much, a lavish life, with so many riches and all, and Lazarus was a beggar who was by the rich man's um, gate. And um, Lazarus, we used to beg for crumbs, like, even the crumbs that you give your dogs, like, can you throw some crumbs to me? But when they both died, guess what? The Lazarus went to Abraham's bosom. That's where the saved um, um, spirit goes. And where did the... Uh, Richman go, the rich man went to Sheol, the place of torment. Right? So verse twenty-six um, of chapter thirty-two reads, There are Mishek and Tubal and all their multitudes, with all their graves around it, all of them uncircumcised, slain by the sword, though they caused their terror in the land of the living. So here Meshach and Tubal are also in Sheol. Edom is there, verse 29. Um, there is Edom, her kings and all her princes uh, who, despise, who despite their might are laid beside those slain by the sword. So all these nations are there. So verse 32 um, goes on to read, For I have caused my terror in the land of the living and he shall be placed in the midst of the uncircumcised with those slain by the sword pharaoh so pharaoh is going to Sheol. so pharaoh and all his multitudes says the lord god so god judged the nation egypt and you know pharaoh we know where pharaoh is going where pharaoh went actually and this is just a glimpse of the unseen world this is a glimpse of Sheol, um of what happens to um you know the unsaved um soul when a person dies uh, because the body goes down to the pit, to the grave, that's where it stays, you know, from thus we were made to dust we shall return. But God gets his spirit and it depends on how you lived your life. If you're saved or if you're unsaved, if you're saved, you end up uh, at Abraham's bosom. But if you are an unsaved spirit, we have been given a glimpse of, um, you know, of Sheol, where uh, Pharaoh and all these great nations, Edom, Elam, Assyria, they all went they all went down to Sheol. so you know today with you know with lights like if you've heard the gospel you're better off not even hearing it you know with light comes a lot of responsibility because you have heard the word of god and it's either you choose to take it or to leave it so you choose to rebel against god or to 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 you know to be for god so if you stand for nothing you're not even standing for god and um You cannot be lukewarm about it. You know, like the Ecclesiastes man where you're just like, uh, it's vanity upon vanity. Like you try out so many different things. You cannot choose to be lukewarm in life. So you have to choose. You're either for God or you're against God. You can't say, oh no, I'm neither here nor there. So yeah, this is today's teaching. Thank you all for listening in. Have a great Monday. God bless and bye-bye.